At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because we covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sound Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour. And we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you feel in my baseline, feel in my, feel in my baseline. Good morning and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy Georgeur, your morning sports show. I believe it is episode 175. Is um, it? I, I, I know I got the right episode number on the thing today because I double checked three right, times, so I but I don't. It. it is 175. All I right. was correct. Welcome into episode 175. Five, sorry we are a few minutes late, had a little car issue this morning, so I just got here, ran in, and now we're starting, and we're getting it going. Yep, and uh, by the way, before I say my little spiel at the beginning of the show, I want to say I was about to do the show by myself to start, you know, in the first five minutes, and Sammy's hustle and determination, I don't know how how you got here so fast, you must have been speeding on the freeway, because... You said you'd be here at 8.15, and all of a sudden at 8.05, I heard the do- door open, so I just waited a was, few more minutes. It took some remarkable lights, some remarkable merging. Very good merger. You're um, a good merger. I am. I'm good at not slowing down when I merge different freeways. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah, no, that's I stay the good. same consistent speed, which... It's all about consistency. Yes, which people... This is why traffic happens in this world, because people think they have to hit their brakes when they're merging onto the I-5. They don't. They can... Go at a brisk 50 to the next ramp. Very so brisk. This is why I have made it on time. Well, fantastic. And um, that being said, this is that being said, we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny, sunny Everett, Washington. And this episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the best place to bet on games. They have a fast mobile site that makes betting on the go easy and convenient and not only that sammy you know they have the fastest payouts in the industry 48 hours and you will get paid as long as you win your bets of course so that's mybookie.ag and say what's the promo code you use to get what do you get if you use the promo code if you use promo code sign you'll get a hundred percent cashback bonus up to a hundred dollars so join today type in sign put in a hundred bucks they'll give you a hundred bucks in free bet money or put in 50s that's all you got and you get 50 bucks in free bet money. Well, if, I use, if, if all you have is 50 bucks, probably shouldn't be betting all 50 bucks. No, but some of you might only have 50 bucks to put on betting. Okay. All right. That's true. I don't put my whole account. <laughs> well, the, yeah. If I had, <laughs> if was, I had it, a thousand bucks in my joke. account, I probably wouldn't put a hundred in my a, betting account. We joking. But we joking. You don't got to explain it. It's a joke. Obviously, it's a joke. <laughs> Imagine if every time you were watching a comedy show, somebody explained that that was but a this joke. This is not a comedy show. It's a show. It's a show. You're right. Um... I did use my free bet money yesterday on the Cleveland Indians minus one and a half, and I came out successful. 
So go ahead and use mybookie.ag. Your free bet money turns into real money if you do win. Fantastic. But use them today. Right. Um, and so we got a couple comments here. Um, Nate Dixon says, game day, let's go. What's goody, Sammy? It's on my face. Next yeah, to the sign. <laughs> where y'all been? Where, where y'all boys at? Uh, I think Sammy just explained the whole issue we had. Uh, Nate Dixon said, also said, Texans O line is why they will lose this game. Remember that George and Sammy. I do agree that their O line is terrible. Um, they gave up ten sacks in the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Yeah, I mean, um, and I, I like the little score prediction, twenty-one to sixteen, which that's close to what. Um, that spread's looking who, like. Who has that as a score Nate, prediction? Cincinnati 21, Houston 16. Oh. So sometimes they don't get all the comments for some reason. Well, I do now. I do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, 21 to 16. Nice, nice little prediction. That's close to what you know the spread's looking like today. Um, I agree. It's the O line, which I, I was gonna say also. It's kind of the O line, and we're gonna have a rookie, unexperienced quarterback, but. Part of the reason that that quarterback is going to struggle, regardless if he's good or not, is also that O line. Right. So, at at the at the core of it all, it is the O line, and that's um, that's something that the Texans. I mean, their best O lineman still holding out. The only holdout left in football, correct? So the only the, he's old, the only holdout left in football. Their O lineman. I think he might be the only one left in all of football. I know he's holding out, but is he the only one left in all of football? I, I'm like ninety percent sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Texans' offensive line is anemic. They are not look, but I think that's why. I mean, officially now they have um, Deshaun Watson in with the start, and I think he needs to be starting because if you have this bad of an offensive line, I know you don't want to put a rookie behind a bad offensive line, but at least Deshaun Watson can be a little bit more mobile than Tom Savage, and he can actually move around the pocket and avoid getting hit. At least he can make some plays. Now. Does that mean I think they're going to win the game? Not necessarily. Um, they're the line opened as Cincinnati minus three, got bet up all the way to Cincinnati minus six. Now I, I'm a little confused by this line in general, Sammy. I don't know which side I w- I would play. But there is a side I do like, and that was that's the over under thirty. Opened at thirty eight and a half, and now it's at thirty seven and a half, and I can see it being so thirty eight on my bookie. Is that thirty eight on my bookie? So it's even. So it's okay up from where I saw thirty-seven and a half, but um, Nate said twenty-one sixteen. So it seems like he thinks it's going to go just under with the Texans covering. My thing with how bad Andy Dalton looked last week, with how bad that Texans O line is, um, both those offenses, what what would they produce? And I mean, you saw what you saw what uh, Andy Dalton couldn't do against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Right. And, but here's the interesting thing that, I, that I'm trying to figure out. Okay, Andy Dalton struggled against that Baltimore defense. Correct. Houston's supposed to be a top-notch defense as well. Built but in they, a different way, though. Yes, but they didn't do that last weekend. They let right. Jacksonville put up points on them. Right, so, they did. Put, Jacksonville put up a lot of points. So is this a game for Andy Dalton to play a lot better and put up points on them? Or this is where it's a... This is why the first couple of weeks of football is so interesting, especially when you look at lines like this, like a minus six, six Bengals. I know, like, when I first, if I had to guess this line, I would have thought it was like a, two, I think we guessed, both of us guessed in like the three or four range. Yeah, and it was. It, yeah, it, and then that's it, where it opened up. And, but my thing is, either way I look at it, I mean, the Bengals 
played horribly last week offensively, and so did the Texans. But the Texans also played horribly defensively. And mm-hmm. for me, uh, the, the they, Bengals' they, defense they made, did not play Blake that bad. Blake Bortles look like a competent quarterback. Yeah, so maybe Andy Dalton's going to have some success on this defense, even though they're supposed to be this top-notch defense. And the or the Cincinnati defense didn't play that bad against the Ravens. I mean, no. they what lit nineteen points, twenty, 20 points, 20, twenty nothing. But I mean, look, it was nothing gonna, like aggressive. You're going to give up twenty points when you turn over the ball four times. Yeah, with four picks. If you didn't have four picks, it might have been fourteen nothing. Exactly. So but here's a question for you: the it's most an interesting situation in this game is who's this game more important for? To since two thousand six, Sammy. Only ten teams have made the playoffs after starting zero and two. So that's one a year. So. Look, it's not impossible to make the playoffs after going 0-2, but who's it more important for, in your opinion? This game? This game. Simply because of the division they're in, the Bengals. Me too. I, I mean, completely agree. This is what I said this weekend um, on my show yesterday on uh, Speak Up with Sammy George, noon Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Boom. That's my that's my plug. I said... I'm going to start plugging that, myself sometimes too. <laughs> Yes, yeah, well, yeah. I I've been doing it forever. So I, I don't know. know. I've never like I never find the right time to do it. Though. That's the right time to do it. That, I that, said no. yesterday yes, on know, my that, show. That, that was a great plug. Yeah, good job. I said yesterday on my show that what's your show called? Just let me give my point <laughs> before I forget. I said yesterday on my show that um, we heard on Colin Cowherd's show yesterday. Eight percent of teams in the last ten years that go zero and two make the playoffs. Yeah. So you have an eight percent chance. That's it. Right. I mean. That's a very low chance. But I, mean, then, I think it's impossible. It's low. But then I said, there's some teams that it's a little different for. I think a team like the Tennessee Titans, they're a team. I know they're playing a division opponent in Jacksonville, but like let's say the Tennessee Titans started off 0-2. They still have a fine chance. Sammy, the, a- the at AFC coming South out. can be one at 8-8 eight and eight maybe. Exactly. I'm That's why I'm saying certain teams like that. It, yeah. Certain teams like that have a very decent chance of coming out and still being able to to win, you win three in a row. You might be first in the division at three and two. Um, the, what do you think the wild card will take in the AFC? So that, I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it. Ten wins, eight and eight. No, the wild card. Yeah, eight and eight. The wild card last year was Maybe, ten and six. Last year, yes. Yeah, I think okay. the wild. Card we already have a loss on the Patriots end. Um, the next best team in that division is just the Dolphins, who I think are like a nine and seven team. Okay. I don't think the Ravens are as, leg- as legit as we saw last no, year. No, but I think the wild card, I mean, just because you have the AFC West is so strong, I think the wild card is going to take nine or ten wins, just like it does each and every year. No wild card. There hasn't been an eight and eight wild card team maybe in the NFL in the last 10, 15 years. It's been at least nine That's and seven. not true. There was The Seahawks were seven and nine. They, they were the division champion. The- Okay, well, that's even more of a reason. That no, no there's, look up the last time. Of, when was the last wild card team to win less than nine games? So let's say, let's just say, for argument's sake, it's nine games. If you start off zero and two, you got fourteen games left, so you have to go nine and five in those next games, and that's a pretty hard, you know, hole to come out of. But you know, you know what I found interesting, also, Sammy. You know, Deshaun Watson is the ninth quarterback to start for the Houston Texans. Since 2014. And so that's you the told most... me to look something up, so I don't what? know what you just said. Sorry, oh. you told me to look something up. I'm saying up. Deshaun Watson's the ninth quarterback to start for the Houston Texans. More than the Browns, since I know. Since 2014, it's more than the Browns. Yeah. That's, um... Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been thinking about that. This, the, yes, I thought about that yesterday. Um, I, I, it's really interesting 
but it's a different situation. There's different reasons behind that. I, I know people want to pin that on like Bill O'Brien or the Texans, right? But the Browns situation is different. The Browns situations is, I think, more on absolute failures and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think the Texans situation is um, just a little different. I feel like it's been through. They have to deal with like an older, not an older quarterback, but it's to deal with different types of quarterbacks, like the Matt Shops of the world and things like that, right. more than where it's the Browns that they drafted people that ended up just being Crappy. completely awful. Yeah, but you know what's kind of funny is uh, Bill O'Brien is supposed to be this quote-unquote quarterback guru. Um, you know, he was offensive coordinator in New England. He then he went to Penn State. And, ev- I mean, he was brought into the Houston Texans to fix their quarterback situation and be a good offensive coach. And all they do is continue to be a really good defensive team, but not that competent of a offensive team. So I think Bill O'Brien is definitely playing. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he, his job is gone. I know it's, they made the playoffs last year, but the problem with Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans, in my opinion, Sammy, is it's not that they're not that good. It's just that he's brought in as an offensive coach, and they've been a defensive team ever since he's got to Houston. I get that, but also I'm not one of those people that say like, "Oh, he." I, I, I've thought about that, and I've mentioned it a few times where it's like, "Oh, well, yeah, he's supposed to be a off uh, quarterback guru." Well, he might still be, he might be a quarterback guru. I mean, at the, at the same time, your organizations, mm-hmm. the people you draft. First of all, not everybody you draft is it's all if. It's not always that organization to that coach's fault mm-hmm. if that person they draft ends up failing. It could be more of a product of the, the, I completely the agree person himself. I completely agree. Let's say a Tom Brady came in, right, mm-hmm. and didn't have that competitive edge he had. He would have never excelled to who he was. And that's maybe not a coach's fault. That's not an organization's fault. That's just a person's fault. Now, there's other situations where, like, when you draft Johnny Manziel in Cleveland, that's your fault for not being one of the teams to recognize his issues. Right. But there's some quarterbacks that don't care to put in the work. There's quarterbacks or there's some coaches that don't have the biggest say in the organization. There are GMs, I'm sure, in the NFL that pick a player even though the coach says, like, I'm not that sure about them. For example, in Washington, when they picked RG3 and the coach wanted – Kirk Cousins, right? Well, they got both. At the they end. got both at the end of the day. And look who ended up being the quarterback, though. But was RG3 the coach's fault? No, not necessarily because he said it from the get-go. I, I wanted that other yeah, guy. Yeah. No, RG3, though, however, was good in Washington until he For got two. hurt, which is the coach's fault that he got hurt when he put him back in with a – banged up knee but i mean that's a different story for a different day before we move to the comments Sammy, last thing marvin lewis 15 years in cincinnati he's made the playoffs seven times and they're all in seven in the playoffs what do they do here you know he's good enough coach to get them to the playoffs you know he's a good enough coaches as a coach x's and o's but is is it just time to move on and say okay look marvin lewis is a good coach he had a 15 year tenure he made the playoffs but we're not going to win a Super Bowl with the Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis combination. Before I answer that, I'm going to take a step back and okay. kind of mention, you just said Bill O'Brien's on the hot seat, right? Mm-hmm. I and, think both coaches are. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but you just said Bill O'Brien's on the hot seat. And the reason I see some, uh, the reason I disagree with the Bill O'Brien side, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use this to kind of jump to the Marvin Lewis side. Okay. Um, with, with Bill O'Brien, I don't think anything 
that's held them back has been something that's necessarily his fault. fault. Okay. So I think he's done a fine job for Houston. To be honest, a team with no quarterbacks for multiple years, I don't think they should make the playoffs. Bless oh you. God, that's two days in a row. That's five? Yeah, that's two days in a row. I'm getting sick, guys. Congratulations. Oh, no. um, that's, that's, none of those are his fault, correct? correct? So you can't blame Bill O'Brien for all that stuff. Now, has Bill O'Brien been perfect? No. no. Has he been the best head coach in the NFL? No. But Has he been competent? Yes. I think he's been competent. To make the playoffs with no quarterback is a hard thing to do. Right. Uh, what I'd like to see is Bill O'Brien have – Two years with Deshaun Watson and see if he works him out. And then you go to Marvin Lewis. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis has had the Carson Palmers of the world, the Andy Dons. These are not amazing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're good quarterbacks. Though. Well, Carson Palmer is a pretty he damn was a pretty good, good Pro Bowler, yeah. right? He's he had carried, rosters. He carried that Cincinnati team when he was there. Yes, he's had rosters. He's had the players. He's had the structure. He's had. The organization, which has been a good organization, that's trusted in him well, for a long Cincinnati's time. Well, Cincinnati's been a dumpster fire organization forever. Okay, but but they've been a good organization with him at the realm for 15 years. To not fire a coach for 15 yes, years. Yes, To have good teams. St- stability. Yes. That, to me, that's what a good organization is. I don't see losing records as a dumpster fire organization. Because sometimes, like I said, that doesn't always account for what you... It's not always like the way the organizations run that causes a winning or losing organization. Right. I, I've, I've, you know, to me, there's been organizations that have been run fine, and they still can't muster up the wins. I mean, right. just because they didn't get lucky with the perfect quarterback situation right. or didn't get this or that. So, I think the biggest thing is with Marvin Lewis. You've had the 15 years. You've cycled through two or three eras of good players for him. Mm-hmm. He's made it to the playoffs a lot of times, and he's yet to even muster up a win. Oh, I think seven in the playoffs. He's the type of guy that is on the hot seat, and if he has a, a year this year again, they don't go to the playoffs, he should be gone. And the reason I say that— I thought he, he should have been gone last year after going, what, six, nine, and one. Well, because they've been waiting to fire him. He, it was, that was your opportunity. The reason they didn't fire him— is because last year they lost AJ Green. They had injuries at the running back position. Right. They they had a lot well, of missing I know the players. Reason, but it would have been a nice like if they I were looking for the opportunity. Like I feel like they're not going to fire him even if they miss the playoffs because last year would have been the time to do it. I don't. They don't want to fire him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, so I, and I I don't blame them to be honest. Most of the teams in the NFL wish they had a coach that they can have stability with and he's brought them stability i'm not gonna i'm and not he's still relatively young i mean he could coach another five six years and he does really well with this team they've made the playoffs a lot of years the Bengals have been relevant in my life for the last five six seven eight years nine yeah, years Yeah, and it's hard to most of the times you would never say that about the Bengals. yes and but is he gonna get you over the top i think he's proved no and so it's almost time to just right but let's say he had a different quarterback and it wasn't andy dalton let's say it was Give me a quarterback who's a step up of Andy Dalton. Um, give me a Marcus Mariota, right? Or he's too young. A step up of Andy Dalton? Yeah. Like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Joe Flacco. Or just go Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's like a, a big step up. Okay, but yeah. If Last he had year. A, but yeah, but let's say he had Matt Ryan at helm. Don't you think he would have won a couple of those playoff games? Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes it's not necessarily the coach's fault. He's put him in a situation to make the playoffs. He just hasn't had the talent at 
the quarterback position. And to be fair, they've been good, too good to draft high enough to go get a franchise quarterback that's better than Andy Dalton. That's why they have so Andy So that's Dalton. where – see, with Bill O'Brien, the reason I want him to have a little bit more time mm-hmm. is because – he, as good as his defense talent and some of his offensive talent's been, mm-hmm. I mean, Marvin Lewis has had far beyond better quarterback options. Absolutely. Like with Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. nothing phenomenal, like you said, because he can't, you're, they're not bottoming out teams, so you're they right. don't get a number one pick in the draft to pick up the Andrew Lux of the world. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien's worked with Matt Schaub for like a year. The David Carr's, but he botched um, the Brock Osweiler situation. He wanted to bring Brock Osweiler in. Okay, he botched that. But the Brock Osweiler situation, as much as people want to give shit to the Texans for signing him to big money, he looked competent. I I, yeah, I don't. I I don't care that he looked competent. You know why? Here's my issue with that whole entire signing. You gotta remember, they didn't even bring him in for an interview. Nor did they work him out before signing him to the contract. They didn't do any due diligence, is my point. They watched tape, they sent his agent a contract, and they signed him. If they worked him out, interviewed him, and then signed him, I would have been like, yeah, you're right. He looked competent enough. It was a good risk. But how do you spend $50 million on a quarterback, which now we know is not really $50 million without even working him out? Yeah. I, you can't do that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the sign of... Um, the organization being dumb too. I mean, even if that's what Bill O'Brien wanted to do, I would have been like, my man, like, yeah, we'll sign him, but how do we bring him in? Yeah, let us sit down with him. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, though, Bill O'Brien, I don't think should be fired. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis, I agree with you. I, I, I was giving reasoning to why he shouldn't be fired, but he should have already been fired. Okay, can, like in can, my can mind, I, I would have fired him. Already. You go on, Bill. Yeah, I wouldn't fire. There's no reason to. You made the playoffs seven years. I would try to go get a better quarterback. So I, I don't agree. I would have fired him. If I was the owner of the Bengals. I would have fired him last year, but right now. I would have fired him three or four years ago mm-hmm. because I would. this is how I would have seen it. Okay, let's see how you would see it. Mike Tomlin for the Steelers. Better this, coach. Well, this is not at the point. Mike Tomlin. This is the longest tenure ships in football. It's Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Mike McCarthy. Um, there's two more. Who was it? Mike McCarthy. Oh, man, there was two more. No, there was one more. Jim, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, thank you. Um, it was, and then Marvin Lewis, and there was one more. And all of them were Super Bowl Andy coaches. Reed? No, they were all Super Bowl coaches, mm-hmm. except they were all 10 years over, around 10 years. They're all Super Bowl coaches, except for Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Lewis. And he hadn't even won a playoff game. And so I looked at that, and I was like, well, if all these coaches in these 15 years at least got one or maybe two Super Bowls, how are we going to sit here and say this guy should keep his job and he can't even get a playoff win? Right. And you got a Pete Carroll who's inching in on, like, what, seven, eight years now? Right. Six, seven years? This is Pete Carroll's seventh year as a quarterback. Six or seventh year, yeah. As a Into two Super Bowls, won one. Uh, Andy Reid. I pray to God he gets a Super Bowl in his career because I think he's an amazing coach. Yeah, he's been to Super Bowl, but I think he's proved that he's good enough to keep a job. Devin said, "Was it Tom Coughlin?" No, it's not Tom Coughlin. He's he's well, he was one. He was one of them until he got canned. Oldest tenure. There was a longest tenured coaches in the NFL. It's John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Jason Garrett is getting up there probably. Uh, but I think it's not Jason Garrett, but he's getting up there. I think I, 
I, pre- I said most of them, though. But the point was, all the other people that... Um, all the other people who have had these long tenureships mm-hmm. um, have all, all had Super Bowls. Absolutely. So I, I, I was just sitting there, and I'm thinking, how can you sit here and keep this guy who can't even, you know, can't even... Can't even bring you wins. I, I yeah. find that to be quite ridiculous. Are you looking up the longest tenured coaches in the NFL? Well, I'm just going to go through some of the ones that have been there for a while. Okay. You have Pete Carroll for seven years. Has a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, there it is. 2006, Sean Payton. Oh, yeah, Sean Payton. That was the other right. one that was over 10 years. God, I don't know how we forgot that one. Mm-hmm. We were talking about him yesterday. Well, took, so yeah, Sean he, Payton was the other he, one that he said got 10. suspended for a year, so nah, I'm kidding. But, well, counts. this was to be his 10th because yeah. it was 2006, 2017. So it was Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin... Pete Carroll's only been at seven, but I'm just going to throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike McCarthy since 06, Super Bowl. Jason Garrett's only been since 2010. I know it's six now going on the seventh year. Yeah. It's not that long. And it feels been, longer because he was the offensive coordinator for a while before that. So I feel like he's been in our lives for way too long. Marvin Lewis is since 2003. Even Ron Rivera for the Panthers since 2011 made it to a Super Bowl. 2003, he's 118 and 103. And has no playoff wins. Well, that's uh, that, that, that's not very good. That sums it all up, right? That sums it pretty much all up. Uh, There's been a lot of 8-8 eight eight teams to make the playoffs, by the way. As wild cards. Not as division winners. I'm talking about wild cards. Uh, There's only... No, a lot of them were wild, were wild cards. When was the last one? 2011, Broncos, uh, as a wild card eight and eight. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a, that was six years ago. So, every, so I'm not going to assume bet. that. So I'm not going to assume that wild card teams going to be eight and eight. I'm going to assume they're going to be nine and seven. I can assume eight and eight though. You can assume. I think this. You can assume I, whatever you want. I think there's going to be a lot of wins and losses, yeah. good and bad teams oh, yeah, in the NFL can, this yeah, year. Of course, if you think that's going to be a lot of. That's what I think is going to take yeah, this absolutely. year. Absolutely, but I just think in general, I think it's going to take nine wins. To make a wild card and maybe even possibly 10. Okay, statistically sure. But yeah. I think it's going to take eight yeah, wins this fair. year because I see teams like Jacksonville will beat teams like a Tennessee in the division once in a while. Yeah, I think and, that division's going to be eight wins. And think about this. Like, I think even a team like the Chargers or the Broncos will beat the Raiders. And that whole division will be in that eight and eight, nine and seven range. Now, the Raiders might be above all of them, but you know what I'm saying. I right. think there's going to be a lot of transparency, especially in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing with like the NFC, as bad as the Seahawks O line looked, I don't think anyone can compete with them in the division. So like, so I, it's good. The NFC I feel like has more top dogs. Um, with the AFC now, after Week One, and maybe it's because of a Week One like confusion exactly with the Patriots' loss and like the Texans got blown up by Jacksonville. Is Jacksonville gonna beat this team? Whatever. There's a lot of different things going on in my head from it. But let me get to these comments. Yeah, we got a ton of them. So thank you, guys. Devin says, Bengals fan here. Hope they kick ass. Um, he's, and they said, wait, I forgot. We have Andy Dalton, so we're probably going to lose. I would take Kaepernick right now if I was Marvin. I would, too. Um, I, I, I think Andy Dalton is more capable than Colin Kaepernick right now. A little more capable. I mean, if, you're gonna, if you bring in Colin Kaepernick, he's not going to be more capable to that playbook. But if I was the Indianapolis Colts, this is my theory with Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick needs to be signed by the Colts mm-hmm. if, if, and only if, they think Andrew Luck's coming back. If they don't think Andrew Luck's coming back, you don't sign 
Kaepernick and you tank. You tank? If you don't think it, you didn't hear what I said. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm doing <laughs> if you think on. Andrew Luck's coming back, you sign Kaepernick to mm-hmm. try to get a couple wins. If you don't think Andrew Luck's coming back, you do not sign Kaepernick and you tank. I, oh, I completely agree with that. Um, Martin said San Francisco plus 13 and a half. Just saying. I actually think it might not be a bad bet against the Seahawks. Uh, with the Seahawks offensive line, right. I could see the Seahawks winning like 12 to 6. Uh, yeah, I can see it being like or a twenty to ten game in San Francisco covering the thirteen yeah. and a half. But I mean, that's the type of game. Like tomorrow, I'll, um, oh, by the way, I have a name for my five picks, huh. my free money fives. So oh my on my God. free money fives uh, tomorrow, I'm going to not have Seattle or San Francisco as either pick because that, that that's a hard spread. I, I I'm there's a lot of those over ten point spreads this week. I just don't want to like touch them. look. I love. Actually, what, if it's over 14, like 14 and a half, I'll just grab the 14 and a half. Because in the NFL, even if you're down 21 points and you throw a score of garbage yeah. touchdown. Well, like 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, it's like, I, what I is just, going on? I like to stay away from those. You know, this week, I know you have more betting experience than me. but I don't know if it's just me, but this week, a lot of the lines are very like confusing to me. Like uh, Before I, you got here, I was doing prep, Sammy. And I was having so much trouble figuring things out because... Um, the line movements, like for example, I'm just gonna give you a little bit here. Cleveland and Baltimore, what nine and a half right now? It's it, uh, eight and a half. Eight, oh, see what I mean? That that's my problem. Like it was, it, it opened like at eight. It went up to nine and a half and dropped back down to eight and a half. Most of the money's on Cleveland. Like it, there's the line movements. I'm having a lot of trouble with. Well, I feel like it could be because it's. This opening, this only second week, and then you're kind of basing off of what you saw last week. And, and that, how and true is what yeah, these teams are? That's always a mistake. You know, I think... You should it, base it off what you actually believe the team. What you actually be. believe. So, like, just because Cleveland was a three-point game with Pittsburgh doesn't mean they're going to be a three-point game with Baltimore now. Right, also. but also just because Baltimore put up, uh, you know, 120 to nothing and picked off Andy Dalton four times doesn't mean they're going to pick off... Kaiser four times. No, but but they could. But so like they were that much better than the Bengals going into the season. You would think they were that much better than the Browns. Yeah, but so instead of thinking the Browns, yeah, but you also, see, in my mind, instead of the thinking Bengals the Browns were, yeah. are going to come closer to the Ravens, I would do it where I thought I assumed from the beginning, mm-hmm. and the Ravens are about this good, and the Browns are about. Okay, this good. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, we have. Nate Dixon, that's right, Sammy, because any QB behind that line better know how to run, period. We're talking about... um about Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Nate said, Andy Dalton will do fine tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> Devin Mark said, Andy Dalton will be fine off the team. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andy Dalton, the uh, red rifle, n- not a big fan of him. He'll do fine today. He'll be fine. He's I'm a, a fan of him. I he, think he's fine. He's fine. That's all he is. Yeah, he's so never I mean, going to win a Super Bowl, never win a playoff game. I mean, what? We're not LeBron James. Like, we're fine right now. I'm not the Cincinnati world. Bengals quarterback getting paid $18 million a year. Yeah, but he's fine. I mean, okay, if you're a Bengals fan, what would you rather have? Him or I'd rather Mark bottom, Sanchez? I'd rather bottom out and try to get a draft pick down the line. That's down the line. It. See, this is – okay, that's where people always say this bullshit where – Oh, I'm going to okay. theorize that I would rather... So every team that signs a quarterback, oh, we signed a Matt Stafford, but the team's not good enough around him, but we have to keep Matt Stafford because we need a good quarterback. And then it's like, oh, but this team is very good around well, somebody, but rather I'd rather be, bottom rather out be eventually. The Lions? Would you rather be the Lions and have a good quarterback and not have the best roster around him, or would you rather be the Bengals and have Andy Dalton, Dalton with a good roster around him? Well, Andy Dalton's 
gone to the playoffs more times than Matt Stafford. I'm pretty sure. So I'd yes, rather have a roster. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather have a better roster in Andy Dalton than have Matt Stafford with a team that's never going to go anywhere. We're always going to be eight and eight. Yeah, but different. I know that with Matt Stafford, if he gets hot in the playoffs, I could I could get to the Super Bowl. Okay, and I know that Matt Stafford, if we make the playoffs, right, right, and I'm, there's even no if right he does get answer. hot in the playoffs, there's a still a solid chance because the team around him is not very good. That they don't win, too. Right, but I can tell you Andy Dalton is not going to win a Super Bowl. I can't tell you in un, like for sure that Matthew Stafford will never win a Super Bowl. I'm going to bet that Matthew Stafford never wins a Super I Bowl. I can tell you this for both of them, actually. I disagree with that because yeah. I can tell you if Matthew Stafford's team around him becomes very good, I could tell you he could probably win a Super Bowl. And if his team goes crashing down, he can't. And same thing for Andy Dalton. If Andy right. Dalton played on... The two thousand and was the two thousand one Buccaneers, where they don't need a quarterback. He could win a Super Bowl because True. he's competable enough yeah. to make. But some I, throw. I'd rather be the Lions with Matt Stafford than the Bengals with Andy. I'd Dalton. rather be neither. But well, that's no, where yeah, yeah, you don't have to be. That's either. where it's I'm not fair. I'd people say be. with the Bengals, well, I'd rather bottom out. Oh, but then when you have a team that's not good enough, you're like, well, I'd rather sign a hundred million dollar quarterback and be average every year too. It's the same exact variable. Like either way, both teams are like eight and eight type of teams most years. So it's like so hard to say which one's really better to have, True. you know? True. Like, yeah, it's hard. Either to situation kind of sucks. Either situation. Every team has an odd situation. I know, but like for the me, Seahawks, like, we can't get an O line because we pay everybody else. We have amazing defense, right. a great quarterback, a good receiver, a good tight end, and it's like, well, we can't block. Yep. Um, Devin said Andy Dalton will be fine off the team. They said his hair will look fine. It will it always looks good. Um, Dude, his hair. Is like I don't know. He just he looks like you know he looks like he should be on Harry Potter and be on Slytherin. What? He's fashionable. Harry Potter people were not fashionable whatsoever. They had bangs. I know. His hair's gelled. But he looks like I, Andy Dalton makes me laugh. I love Andy Dalton. Same Michael said was good boys. You may have covered this, but who's starting for the Texans tonight? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun right? Watson, yeah. yeah officially. I, well, was that official as this morning? It official as it was. Like morning. he said yesterday. It's Deshaun Watson, but it's not efficient. I'm like, dude, just what? Like, don't confuse yeah, Bill. What, is Bill like? Are these mind games or something? Come yeah, on, like, Bill. We know it's Deshaun we Watson. Know it's Deshaun Watson. I, I I said it was Deshaun Watson on Monday. I thought it was official, but I guess it was. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Dixon made a good point. Kind of what I was talking about. He said Baltimore D might be for real though, so you don't know. And Jags tore them up, so Andy going to show out. I do believe. So he thinks. So you never know. Like that's what I was saying. You don't know. Okay. The the Jags. Tore up this Houston offense. And then, okay, Andy Dalton played bad against Baltimore. But maybe actually this year, Houston took a step down. Baltimore's just as for real as they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Jacksonville is able to put up points against a Houston D like that, maybe <laughs> the Bengals can too. <laughs> How many, there were so many. Like, maybe this, maybe. We don't know. There was one week in the NFL. Like, maybe um, Houston had a bad day, you know? Maybe Deshaun Watson's good. I have no idea. I don't know. I cannot gauge this game. Well, Deshaun Watson's not going to be good this week. We don't know that. He could be okay, but he's not good. We, we don't know that. that O-line. Well, we saw him last week already throw a pick. In his yeah, first. but he wasn't prepared. So, like, maybe He's, he's still prepared. not that prepared with this O-line. I mean, okay, if you're not going right. to get blocked. Russell Wilson. I'm with you. I don't he think He might be one be of the good. most prepared quarterbacks every single week, yeah. every year. He's, you know, like, from reports, at least, you know the guy's, like, one of the most diligent film watchers. We don't know. Preparation guys. Maybe Deshaun Watson Yes, is. but... This is exactly my point. Regardless how prepared he is, when you have an O line like that, Russell Wilson can't even find the time to throw a touchdown. Right, but I mean the Texans' offensive line is not as bad as the Seahawks one. It's bad, but it's not as bad. It's 
pretty bad. I think they they're I, they're I ranked like I, like 29th or 30th. Yeah, like, yeah. But the Seahawks and their best O lineman's holding up. Yeah. So it's no, no. I know, bad. I know. I'm not. I just I don't think. Look, if I was to bet on this game, if you put a gun in my head, I'm taking Houston plus six, only because it opened at three and it moved three points. So I'm getting a free three points. Anything below like four, I'd probably take. Cincinnati, and that's all a number play, and that has nothing to do. Like, I'm just hoping that they can keep it close, and I think there's not going to be a lot of points scored. Yeah, I, uh, and I'm, I'm not like in this it. weird in between where it's either going to be like a shitty close game. Yeah, that's how I. Feel. Or I think the Bengals. I think like Andy Dalton will throw like for four touchdowns to AJ Green and tear up the defense, and then we'll be like. Oh, the last yeah. week was just a. I, I could see it being like a Bengals seventeen, Texans thirteen game. Really low scoring, shitty game. Yes, that's one option. But then I see another option where Andy Dalton just tears up their defense because if if the Jags did, I don't think they will though. I really don't because you gotta remember. We too, could say that any time though. We but, don't think we don't know, but, but I think these are the, that's the only two options. I, know, I don't this, see the Texans winning by a lot at all. That's not. I don't even see that as an option. Yeah, well. I don't think they will, but it's it's an option. However, you gotta remember the Bengals also have a really bad defensive uh, offensive line, one of the worst in all of football as well. And the front seven of the uh, Houston Texans is one of the best in all of football. So I think they're gonna get a lot of pressure. That's why it's gonna keep it as a low scoring game. And I still think Cincinnati wins, and that's why I will take the six points and hope they keep it close. That's how I look at it. I will not bet on this game, but I actually think the Bengals will win by. I think the Bengals are going to win like twenty-four to ten or something. Okay, like it could have. I, I just see them have no putting pulse. up a couple, couple. I just, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to go zero for four again. Oh, I don't think so either. But so could, I think he's going. But could, but could he throw two touchdowns and no picks or one pick and win the game seventeen thirteen? Yeah. Yes, but I just don't see that. I don't see the Texans putting up points either. Actually, I don't see how either team. They're both bad. They're not both bad. They're both middle of the pack NFL teams, seven and nine and eight and eight teams. I don't know about the Texans if they're going to be a seven and nine team again this year. Because if that defense isn't as good as it was it last is, year, though. it is. It was one game against. Okay, I understand it was one game, but you have to overreact sometime after week after week one. If it happens again week two, you can't. You're not going to look at me in the eyes and say it is. It was just two weeks. You'd say, okay, maybe, I, I maybe it's not as good. We don't have to. I, no, like the word overreact. I can't say I have to overreact to anything. I'm going to react. No, but you have to react a little bit. I'm going to react and say that they their offensive line made them stay on the field the whole entire game, and that's why the defense kind of tired out towards the end of the game. And then, um, well, they didn't look good. At many points of the game, not just at the end. Like the, if you look at the Seahawks, a team that went through the same situation, they looked good all the way until the late, late fourth quarter. The Texans' O line, to D-line be completely didn't look. honest, let's be completely honest here. We both did not sit there and watch much of the Texans and Jaguars game. No, but I did watch the highlights and I listened to somebody on YouTube from a Texans yeah. radio show talk about their D line because I was actually very interested. They brought JJ Watt back and they have Jadavion Clowney mm-hmm. or whatever. They have the, they're supposed to have this amazing D line. Let's not forget Cushing is now suspended ten games yeah. too. But their defense I think my I mean against this Jaguar team, if they take a step down again this week, we're gonna react a little bit and say maybe right. it is not as good. Sammy Michael says, You guys have a fancy sleeper this weekend? It's a good question. I mean, he's not much of a sleeper, but Kerwin Williams for the Arizona Cardinals running back, taking over David Johnson. And I would throw— They re-signed Chris Johnson. 
Huh? I was about person. to say that. And you know what? If I, he might be not be ready this week, but down the line, Chris Johnson for the Cardinals also. If you want to put some money on him, pick him up, and just hope in a couple weeks that he becomes a starter over in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, he put up 800 yards two years ago right. for the Cardinals. So, I mean, I'm not saying he will this year, but I mean, if you want a sleeper, right? Yeah, does, does like a sleeper have to be like a, a lesser name guy? No. Right? Like, I don't think so. Like, is there rules on that? I don't know. Sleeper to me is just someone that people are sleeping on. Interesting. Because I'm like, what? yeah, like sleeping on in what sense? Are they actually, do they have to be sleeping on? Or can, is it more like my guy who I think is going to do really well this you know, that's kind of right. That's a tough question. Well, yeah, I mean, if my guy's going to do really well, we'd say, like, oh, Tom Brady. But, like, not that can't be a sleeper. So, yeah, and he's going against the Indianapolis Colts defense. So, who is? Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. Okay. So, like, oof, that's a that's a brutal matchup. What is going to give better? The, <laughs> is the Cardinals' offense going to be able to score and Carson Palmer not throw picks, or will the Colts' defense be able to stop them? Both. <laughs> Ugh. I'm excited. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big week hmm. against the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I, I think the Buffalo Bills, people are like, oh, yeah, they're 1-0. But they they. I hope Sammy Michael's not watching. I, I hope he is. They literally scored. <laughs> they literally won by nine to the Jets. And McCaffrey caught a lot out of the backfield last week. Right. He didn't look as good as hoping. He didn't play. have any explosive plays. But I think that's what he's going to be. He's he had five catches. He had like 40. Right, right. I'm he, saying he, he didn't have any though. like – you know, 35-yard, 40-yard plays. Well, I think he's a home run hitter. Okay, we think that. And it's also like you were just telling me, it's week one. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe it's like five big No, plays no, like no. I'm saying he just hasn't hit him yet. He's going to. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think. That's why I like I your pick. I think he'd be interesting against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's why I, I like your pick there. Thank you. Martin said Cincinnati all the way. Devin Mark said Andy Dalton is trash. Nate said Miami went 0-3 last year and still made the playoffs, George. They could still do it. You were probably talking about something about Miami. Oh, no, no. I was saying last year that only 10 teams since 2006 have made the playoffs after starting 0-2. Sammy said 8% of people make it. Uh, you said 8% of 0-2 teams make the playoffs. Yes. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not a hole you want to be in, obviously. I mean, who would want to be in Depending that? on your – like the, the Dolphins the, wouldn't want to start 0-2 in the Patriots division and not, right. not playing the Patriots yet because you can account for a loss or two against the Patriots already. Right, but if you lose as Houston tonight, you have a much better chance of winning your division than Cincinnati if yeah. they start over. Like, that's why I said it's more important for Houston. Cincinnati, you have you the mean Ravens. It's more important for, yeah, for, for Houston Cincinnati. to win. For Not for Cincinnati to yeah. win, yeah. Because they have the Steelers and the Ravens. Right. You're done. You're not winning the division if you start no, no, you're not. You're not going to win that division yeah. that way. Gabe said, been a while, guys. Finally got a little break at work. What's, What's good, up, Gabe? Gabe? How you doing, bro? Um, Nate said... Uh, Ravens are legit, Sammy, and then to me, Sammy, I say am I. And then Sammy Michael said, I wouldn't say Andy Dalton is trash. I think he's above average and better than at least 15 QBs. He's taken them to the playoffs in almost every year, if not every year. And correct me if I'm wrong, but two out of the last three years, they would have won a playoff game if his defense didn't blow fourth quarter big leads. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he ain't that bad. That's exactly what I've been trying to say about yeah, Andy Dalton. I wouldn't say he's time. above average. He's he is the definition of the. He's probably okay, the, but he makes a good point. If yeah. average is fifteenth, right, the middle of the pack, he's yeah, saying he's, he's slightly above. Sometimes, some years he's like the thirteenth best quarterback. I'd say he's the sixteenth or seventeenth best quarterback in the NFL, depending on the year, though. You could go statistically. Right. Oh, some yeah, years, absolutely. maybe he was the twelfth. Some years, he was like 
the 15th. Yeah, but I can name you 15 quarterbacks I'd rather have this season. So that's what I'm saying today. This is yeah. look at today. He's but probably an average quarterback in the NFL. He makes a good point about defenses blowing fourth quarter leads. Not always a quarterback. Not that's only what, blowing leads. I mean, that's why Marvin Lewis should be fired because the team is so... Levante's perfect, like smashing people, people helmet to helmet. And like, just penalties. Remember, they lost off a of helmet to helmet call. It was like a third and 15. I remember Levante's yep. perfect. Came in and just tried to knock somebody right. They would have won reason. that game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, my arm's twitching. Sorry. Also, also good news, guys. My car has turned on according oh, to my family. Really? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then Nate said, "Sammy, you are right." To Sammy Michael, he said, "Sammy, you are right, bro." About you know, Andy Dalton's not that bad. Okay. And they've blown. There's leads. way too many Sammys going no, on. I right said S A M I. I know. S A M M Y. Devin Mark said, "Andy Dalton is trash." <laughs> Again, uh, Nate Dixon said, "Bill O'Brien is garbage." I'm not ready to call him garbage. I'm going to give him two more years. I if, liked him on Hard Knocks because he swears like a fucking sailor. Yeah, he likes it. I mean, I, mean, I don't like people just because they swear if they don't. But no, no, he's a I cool know. Guy. No, I said, well, no, I didn't say I like him. I said I liked him on Hard Knocks because he swears he was funny. Yeah. That is entertaining. He's an entertaining guy. He was cool on Hard Knocks, but I don't think he's garbage. He's just, um, you know, he's just. I just don't think he's been. He's a, he's he a coach. Yeah, he's a coach. Just average. Well, I don't think he's gotten like the right quarterback or anything yet. And if he mm-hmm. does, maybe he excels. Maybe maybe he doesn't. By the way, no one's excelled off that Bill Belichick coaching tree. No one's excelled what on the Bill Belichick coaching tree? Like any? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he's I probably mean, been the most successful. Jesus. Yeah, I know. See the the Seahawks coaching tree or the Pete Carroll coaching tree has been all right. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, um, yeah, made a Super uh, Gus Bowl. Gus Bradley wasn't very good, but Dan Quinn was good. Yeah, but that's one, one that went to the Super Bowl, that's right. pretty good. Um, and beat you in the playoffs. You know that Cleveland – well, I guess would you consider Nick Saban Bill Belichick's coaching tree or no? Kind of. He was his assistant in Cleveland. He kind of made himself, though. He made himself. Yeah, he was his assistant in Cleveland, though, but when they both – I feel like you have to be if somebody is longer and be like they're – like some prodigy. Yeah, they're not like that. The, I don't think it works that way. Yeah. Gabe said both Cincy and Houston stunk it up last week. But with that being said, haha, ha, <laughs> uh, Houston made a change with Watson. I see made a change with Watson. I see them pulling it out tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be cool if Watson came in and kind of revamped. It kind of got the got shit kind of rolling for yeah. him. You know, my only thing with that is. I'm real. I don't want him to be in the situation that like Savage was last week, like dying, getting hit. Savage, and, what a name. And then what's gonna happen with with Watson? Is that how you want to start a young guy's career out? I wouldn't want to start their career. That that's that's not how I'd want my quarterback to start their career in a horrible situation like that. Yeah. So I agree. It's scary. Um, Devin said, "Agree, Gabe. I'm and I'm a diehard um, Bengals fan. I don't put bias over facts. Bengals need to change coaches and QB." Said Marvin Lewis is a dirty coach, condones dirty players from de- defense. I talked about it a couple years ago. George agrees with that. The dirty allows dirty, dirty things. Yeah, to well, and they keep people. signing. Like that organization takes a lot of risks on players who have. I wouldn't say. Look, Joe Mixon had a checkered past. Vontaze perfect, perfect has had problems. Adam Jones has had problems. They continue to take guys. They had that wide receiver. What was his name? And he got arrested for trying to sell like a shit ton of weed. Um, the guy who did the flip in the end zone. Jones, Marvin Jones. No, that Marvin Jones never got arrested. Uh, Simpson, something Simpson. Jerome. 
Jerome Simpson, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his name. Yeah, Jerome Simpson. So they've had a lot. Like, Marvin Lewis, I wouldn't say, is much of a disciplinarian. <laughs> Simpson that. has a huge forehead. Wow. Um, yeah, he doesn't discipline people. No. At all. Sorry, I got, you, I got, uh, well, you got caught distracted up by the forehead. Yeah. Strongly agree, Nate. And that's what's up, Gabe. He said, Tom Coughlin, Giants old coach. Was that it, Sammy? That's when we were talking about. I said, um, for Sean Payton was the other coach right. that was but part of that. Coughlin's doing is back in Jacksonville now. Yeah, which he's not coaching, but he's but good first game for him. Good first game. <laughs> you know, he went. I mean, they went. He went fourteen and two when he was in Jacksonville when they were an expansion team in their second year. Yeah. That yeah. is one of the most impressive stats I've ever. You know, that's funny. I I know the Jacksonville owner is was named Sheet Khan or whatever, yeah. and I know that their now their president is Tom Coughlin. They just signed him this year. I don't know their coach's name. Doug Murrow. It is Doug Marone. Why the hell did they get Doug Marone? What, dude, Doug, Doug Marone, Marone was trash in Buffalo. No, he was not trash in Buffalo. They went. I think they went nine eight and, and eight or nine and seven in one year, and then he didn't like the organization, so he quit. He quit, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Did he go nine and seven in Buffalo, Doug Marone? It was either eight and eight or nine and seven. I was. I'm pretty sure it was nine and seven. Yeah, and they just missed the playoffs it or something could be like wrong, that. Though. Um, he went six and ten, then nine and seven. Okay, two years, six and ten, nine and seven. Not bad. He went one and one last week. Two and one in Jacksonville now. Oh yeah, he was their intern coach in the last two interim. games. Last. Interim. Inter- what did I say? Intern. What's well, kind? Of, it is an intern. It's kind of an intern. But, but you get paid. What's the difference between intern and interim? interim? Interim is like you're filling in for the position. Intern is like you're you know learning the position. Yeah. So it's kind of both. Yeah, that's why um, they're similar names. Huh? Devin Devin Mark agrees. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of all time. Um, yeah, oh, Andy Reid is a hell of a football coach. Yeah. And then Devin said, didn't even win a Super Bowl, shaking my head. Yeah, I would give Lewis this one last chance, in, last in all caps, chance. I was in third grade in Simbury, Connecticut. Yeah, he's got to go, man, in 2013. Damn shame. <laughs> 2003, I was in middle school at Heatherwood Middle School. That's when Marvin Lewis became coach. I was at Cherry Crest Elementary in third grade. No, no, well. oh, I mean, Devin no, no, no 2003, no, that means I was in high school. I was a sophomore in high school, right? You were or freshman. Freshman. Well, freshman. You, uh, 2009. No. I was in third grade, so you were in ninth grade. Yes. Yeah. I was a freshman at Sammamish High School. By the way, no, Andy I was a third Reed, grade have you that. ever seen Andy Reid in a punt passing kick competition? Yeah. When he was, a kid? was a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Someone, you guys Google that, YouTube it. It's hilarious. That's all I wanted to say. Gabe said, AFC minus the Browns is a tough division. I've been a fan of Lewis always. Got high hopes for the Bengals last year in year out or year in and year out i like stability and i'd like to keep Lewis if he makes the playoffs this year with that being said lol uh he fired at, he's fired after after this due to not making the playoffs i agree yeah i agree and that the afc has been a tough division <laughs> i love it's that i do that all the time too I'm a tough division year in and year out i mean what uh, there's no there's God, no faulting him that bad do you really think to keep, oh, that's a, i'm doing this like I can't put my words around how to describe Marvin Lewis's tenure. Like it's good. It's been good. He has a winning record. He's 118 right, but wins. It's been also they've had so much talent. And okay, once again, they haven't had that much talent. They've had talent. There's a difference between having talent and having like Dallas Cowboys talent right You're now. You're right. Okay. Anybody, if Marvin right. Lewis was a coach of the Cowboys, they would have gone 13 and three last year. Also, true. Like that's there's different that was a levels. Good fact. That's a true right? fact. True yeah. fact. Um, Devin said, what's capable, Sammy? It's the Bengals. They've won 
10 Super Bowls. What do they have to lose? Signed Kaepernick. He said sarcasm about the Super Bowls. My point is the Bengals don't have anything to lose. They need to start a new chapter. And he said, agree, George. Andy Dalton will never win a Super Bowl. Andy Dalton had an elite defense, one of the best tight ends in today's games, elite wide receivers, running backs, etc. Yeah, he's had, he's had the weapons, and he had a good offensive line. Now he doesn't. Here's interesting. Why, Devin, or Nate Dixon said, why not A.J. McCarron, uh, the Bengals' backup, if they didn't come in and play in Pittsburgh in the playoffs and almost beat them, if it wasn't for a legal hit on Antonio Brown? Sleeping. Yeah, I agree completely, actually, on that. Well, why not? that's another point. Hold on. Hold on. This is, But this is why I also say what Sammy Michael was saying. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have considerable reason to fire people when, yeah, that's partially his fault, but... I mean, Vontez Burfick just hit Antonio Brown for no damn reason. They right. could have won that damn game, and then you say Marvin Lewis actually is a playoff winning coach. True, but so that's so tough. But you know what, Phil? You wouldn't if Marvin Lewis wasn't such a loosey goosey coach. Maybe that would have never happened either. Fair game. Like that. That's kind of the culture of Cincinnati. That's fair game. Yep. Devin said, I mean, shit, Bengals had an awesome specials team, one of the best in the NFL for a couple of years. He said, thank you, Nate. Put AJ in. And he said, ha ha, George, Harry Potter. Yeah, that was a bad Ron. analogy, though. If I'm really good. Like, well, it was just so obvious. You're trying to compare him to Ron. Oh, Ron's in Gryffindor. Yeah. And, he, but, and he's a nice guy. Like, Andy Dalton looks Andy evil. Andy Dalton looks like nobody that should ever be in Slytherin. He's like, come on, guys. This is Andy Dalton. I mean, one, that would make oh, you're right. One, two, three. Yeah. Playmakers. We're, that seems like a Gryffindor kind of You're right. Gabe said, Andy Dalton has no O-line. Has no O-line. And when, first three years to the playoffs, he's going to be fine. Uh, no one thought Flacco was getting a ring. Hashtag Red Rifle fan. I like that. The red rifle. You know, um, is there any quarterback that looks like they should have played at TCU more than Andy Dalton? Yeah, I could have. I could find a better place for Andy Dalton to play. Really? Where would be a better place? He just seems like BYU. He looks like a Mormon. No offense to Mormons, but he looks like a Mormon. He would have been a better fit at Utah State. (laughs) Yes. Okay. TCU at least has that swag. Like Trayvon Boykin was a quarterback at TCU. Yeah, but the horned frogs, like Andy Dalton, you just see him be like, horned frogs, yeah. What about BYU? What are they, the Cougars? Yes. Yeah, okay, you're right. The Mountain Cougars. Like, BYU Cougars, let's go. I'm Andy Dalton. Playmakers on three. Gabe said, Texan line Dwayne Brown is still holding out. Question mark, he is a difference maker. Yes, he yes, is. Yes, he's still holding out. And I think that affects, they have some young guys on their O-line. That probably affects Pay their the entire guy. O-line. Damn. Well, they haven't, I just checked right now. They've had no contract negotiations still. And he's like traveling in like the Bahamas or some shit. Not the Bahamas, but somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's not the Bahamas. I mean, you know that, would I been a bad, that would have been a bad choice. You know what I meant. I know. Um, <laughs> Devin Mark said he may not have one, but he's had one. Put AJ, hashtag, put AJ in the game. Let's get this trending on Twitter. Hashtag, guys. get your head in the game. You guys remember that Disney movie? With, Which um, one's that? Guys, get your, get, your, get, your, get your head in the game. With um, Zac Efron? No. Come on. And you were too old for the Disney Channel at that point. Devin said, end of the fourth quarter, and you really need an inter- and you really need an interception. Who do you put in the game? Oh, that's right. Andy Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing my ass off. I like that. Mitch Penner. What's up, Mitch? Just logged in. Missed a lot. He wants to know who he should bet on tonight. So speaking of betting, George. Oh, yeah. People ask us who they think they should put their bets on. 
And instead of going to a weird CD bar and go find your weird guy that got deported from a bar. You know what? Sometimes, Sammy, instead of asking me who to bet on, I think it's just important to ask me where to bet on. Well, that's just as important. So if you are trying to bet on tonight's game, before we give you some advice, you should go to MyBookie. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G and use promo code SANT to get 100% money back in free bets on your first deposit using that promo code. What that means is if I put in 100 bucks, I will get $100 back in free bet money, and you can put that on tonight's game. Just like yesterday, I put that money on the Cleveland Indians to win, and, and I won, won money. 21 straight. So, George, so George where, would you, where would you put your betting money on? I am put my betting money on mybookie.ag and use promo code SANT. But if you were talking about the game tonight, I'll go Houston plus six. Uh, I believe they keep the game close. I believe they keep the game tight, and it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think Houston covers the spread. Now, am I going to bet on this game? No, because I have no idea. I'm not very confident with it, but I believe Houston plus six would be the right bet. I agree it's the right bet. Okay, realistically, it's Mm -hmm. the right bet, but this is why I'm going to stay away from it. Because like it's the right bet, but I have a feeling that the Bengals are going to win by more. But I also have a feeling that the Bengals could also blow that. It's one of those, you know, when you like you just said what the right bet is, and I like know in my head you're right. That's why I wouldn't bet on this. Because I told you I'm not gonna this week. I'm not betting emotions anymore. Mm-hmm. But like emotionally, because I believed in the Bengals week one, I just feel like they're going to win they, by they more. Could, I still think they'll win the game. They could still they could win by 21 tonight. Yes, yeah. but they could win by 21. They could win by three. They could lose by 10. Right, but. I agree with George. I think the safer bet would be Houston plus six, especially that now, defense. If it was three, where it opened, I think Bengals. Houston, I think Bengals is Me the right too. bet. Um, I think Bengals are a little bit of a better team. Yeah, and they have a, more, a little more. That. They have a trustworthy quarterback mm-hmm. compared to. The, I'm sorry if you guys don't think Indian trust more trustworthy than a rookie in Deshaun Watson right, for absolutely. this game. For You're this right. game, completely right. Um, so I agree with George, though. I. You should do the plus six, but you know, I think the Bengals are going to win. Why are you betting on that? Because if we keep thinking about it, like all the numbers add up. Like plus six is a pretty solid bet. It's not going to win every time. No bet will win every time. But don't you think like if, if before the season started, if I told you'd probably say, oh, Texas and Bengals are even teams, right? Right before the season started, before we saw last week, correct? I would have said the Bengals are like two to three point favorites. Yeah. So yeah. now it's six. So you're getting you're getting a free field goal. Yeah, you said something interesting the other day, though, where it was, it's interesting to bet on those teams that had a horrible week one because they mm-hmm. usually bounce back. They both have horrible week Yeah, ones. so that's why this scares me. I know, that's why it scares but me, too. If you do want to bet on it, Mitch, you already he already bets on mybookie.ag. Though. Yeah. But if anybody else wants to bet on it, go to mybookie.ag. But you don't know bet I like more and use promo code on. What? Under 38. How much did Jacksonville put up last week? I don't remember. What was the score of the Texans in Jacksonville? I'm not sure, but Cincinnati and Baltimore was a 20 point total. So, so wait, wait. What the Jacksonville? If okay, would are you two getting, horrible you, offensive lines? Question: too. Do you think the Jacksonville and Houston game will have more points or this game? The Jacksonville and Houston he, game last week. Do you think which one do you think is going to end up with more points? That game last week or this game this week? That's an interesting question because what's the over under? You said 30. 38. 38. Last I think that week, one, it was ended up with 37 total points, right? 36. 26. 29 to 7. Okay. 
I could see the Texans putting up a touchdown or two today. And if the Jags could put up 29, maybe the Bengals could too, but also battle line and Andal look like shit last week. Two battle lines and two good defensive fronts. Should be a low-scoring game. Should be. Should be. But ja- in Jacksonville should Naturally, put up, you'll go over. Yeah, naturally, Jacksonville shouldn't have put up 29 points right. against the Houston D. But that still would have went, that still would have went under. Yes, but you know what's you my favorite my part about the under? Hmm. You're always winning until it goes over. That's true. You feel comfortable until people start scoring. Yeah. Devin said, no, Mitch. I know it's only game two of the NFL, but I think the amount of pressure is on him tonight. Think about that amount of pressure on him. Only thing on his mind is zero touchdowns, four picks. Devin says, agree, George. Shit, I would take LeBron James over Andy Dalton. Oops, I meant Andrew Luck. Ha, 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 ha. Except for Andrew Luck wouldn't be on the field, so at least Andy Dalton can be on the field because he's not hurt. Devin said, Dan Marino, I had to say it. Dan Marino have the same coach throughout his whole career? I don't believe so. I'm, I'm not going to go through that research, but I don't, I don't know that. I'm pretty I was, sure I was not. a little young. Dan Marino felt, I mean, if you look at Dan Marino's trajectory of his career, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks, obviously, of all time. Makes the Super Bowl year one, barely loses the Super Bowl, and everyone's like, oh, it's okay, he'll be back, and never made the Super Bowl ever again. But that shows you it's about the team, not just your quarterback. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck, as good as he is, even if he gets back on the Colts, until the Colts figure it out, he's not going to make They need to figure out their coaching staff first. Nate said, no, Devin, trust me, I'm a huge Miami fan. There's your answer. I don't, and Devin said, I don't know, Sammy, they had a really great defense. He said, okay, Nate, just wondering. He had five Super Bowls. He had five Super Bowls, so I was just wondering. Who had five Super Bowls? I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, Nate said, let's talk about new game. These teams straight garbage. Let's talk about Miami and L.A. We'll be talking about Miami and L.A. tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. We're going to be talking about all the games tomorrow. It's going to be a jam-packed show. Tune in. And, De- and Mitch said, thanks, Devin. This sounds weird as fuck, but all you guys, including Devin, were in my dream last night. Hmm. I was watching the shows, and you guys put up a stat on the screen of viewers that sleep the most per day. Devin was number one out of all viewers. It said he slept 12 hours a night. I was like, holy fuck, Devin. I came in at fifth place with just nine hours a night. It was really weird. Wow. Well, I probably would come in last place. I sleep six to six and a half a night. What do I sleep? I know we both sleep about that. We go to bed around 10, 30, 11. We wake I up I go to bed five. later than you and wake up like an hour later, though. I yeah. went to bed at like midnight. And you woke up at 6. So I sleep about 6. Yeah, I sleep George always falls asleep like an hour before me and wakes up an hour before me. And I was like, for some reason, my energy kicks up. And like once it hits 11, I'm like. Yeah, mine's 10.30. <laughs> usually 10, 15 to 10.30, I get in bed. Just you know, give everyone my sleep schedule. I put on a stand-up comedy because I love well, time out. I'm going to rephrase that. Okay. George is a knockout artist. So George falls asleep from 9 to 10 every night on the couch. Not always. Like last night, he didn't fall asleep. 90% of the time. No, it's not 90% of the time. It's like Unless he leaves straight from the dinner table to his room, he falls asleep on the couch. Well, I'm kind of half awake. But anyway, so I get, I get up, put on a comedy show around 10, 15 to 10, 30. And it takes me about 15 to 20 minutes to fall asleep. So I'm going to sleep by 10, 50. Alarm so goes off by five. What? That's fast. 15, 20 minutes is fast. Yeah, like I go to bed at 11, usually asleep by 12 or 12.30. Oh, okay, yeah. No, my, mine takes me 20 to 25 minutes. I'm asleep. Alarm clock goes off at five. I pick it up. I put a five-minute timer. And then I look at Twitter, read the news for a few minutes in bed, and then I get my day started. 
Awesome. Yeah. Devin said... Can you tell them one more about your day, Sam? Devin Mark said Marino, and he said, ah, Mitch. Um, he thinks that that dream is fine. I think, I think you went way too many ha-has on Devin's. It was you a went, ha No, but the exclamation points, I don't like explaining Because you went ha-ha. It was ha-ha. But the exclamation points is more ha-has, George. Everyone knows that. No, that's ha-ha-ha, Mitch! That's not... No, because exclamation points... That'd be one exclamation point. You're not understanding exclamation points. You know, you know what, Sammy? Huh. I really George, I'm not good with explanation. Points. George didn't even know what what was it yesterday? What abbreviation was it? Outfit George of the day. George didn't know what O O T D meant. Outfit of the day. What O O T D? Outfit of the day. You know, I feel like uh, I'm like some old guy now. When 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 he said that, he doesn't even know abbreviations. Mitch, that dream is fucking interesting. I don't yeah. know. Who else was on this list? It was just you and Devin. Do you really? My, my real question to Mitch is: Do you actually sleep nine hours a night? Because that sounds phenomenal. That's a lot of sleep. I can't sleep nine hours a night. Me either. Like, I just wouldn't. Like my body wouldn't let me. But I sleep nine hours on Saturday. Like Friday night when I go to bed, I always like get nine hours of sleep to Saturday morning. That's, that's true. Only, once a week. See, I don't. Yeah, that's I only never. Sleep, like, you never. I you never. You never see me sleeping in on the weekends. Like I'm always usually unless I like re fall asleep on a couch or something. Yeah, I just like have this weird. Yeah, for me, just Saturday. I need one day a week. I can go six, 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 six all the time, and then sleep nine hours on Saturday, and I feel fantastic the rest of the week. I like that. Absolutely. Evan said that dream is funny as fuck. It really is. That was the most interesting thing. Uh, you know what's more interesting than that, Sammy? Huh. We spent an hour and 15 minutes talking about the Bengals and Texans. Well, because we have a phenomenal, we have a phenomenal well, fan base. Absolutely. Comments a lot. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. Um, my mom sent me the these hands because the car turned on. So oh, thank you. Yeah, and OBJ is practicing for the first time in nearly a month. Oh, good job. I guess uh, he's not dancing. I think it's fine if he dances. I don't want to get into that. What are we talking about next? We got 15 minutes. All right, we got 15. We you, you want to talk Cleveland Indians or some college football? I say some college football. You want what? Let's just talk a little bit about college football, and then we might get to the Indians too. So we have top college football games this weekend, Sammy. Yes, sir. Before we move on, sorry, I didn't have my coffee today. I'm yawning. I it's okay. You didn't, didn't have you time. made a pod. Why don't you go grab it? Because uh, there's 13 minutes left. I'll hit Starbucks yeah. after this. Bengals rookie. John Ross is going to likely to play tonight. Really? That's pretty quick. University of Washington product. Lightning fast. You guys think Tyreek Hill is fast? This guy's faster than Tyreek Hill. Ross, who set a record with a 4.22 40-yard dash at the combine, is one of the fastest players in the NFL and broke the record for the 40 time. Um, and Devin, thank you for asking about our mom. She's doing a lot better. Our mom has a kind of, a, a, basically a hernia, pinched nerve in her disc. Two of them. Two of them. And, two and uh, she's doing a lot better. And thank God for that. Yeah. God is good. Thank you for asking. Thanks, Devin. I appreciate that. I gave it a love. I loved his comment. When he, oh. You like that? Mom's doing good, though. Shout out to mom. Love you, mom. I don't know if she's watching anymore, but she watches sometimes. You know, our mom, our mom's starting to figure out sports. Yeah, I know. She's like always our whole lives. Mom's like, well, you guys waste so much time watching sports. And now she like, like kind of likes it. She's like, I swear... I swear McGregor's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like this morning I woke up and she's like, George, I don't understand how Louisville is is an underdog at she home against Clemson. That. No, she I did not say that. I can guarantee she didn't say that. She's going to comment now probably and be like, shut <laughs> She's up. like, what do you say? Love you, mom. Okay. <laughs> Top college football games this week. All right. Uh, so I wrote four games. I'm going to tell you the four games I wrote. 
Yeah. You tell me which one you want to talk about. We got Clemson at Louisville, Texas at USC, LSU at Mississippi State, and Tennessee at Florida. Those are the four big First games. one I'd like to talk about is Tennessee at Florida. The reason behind that, though, is one of my favorite. My, my mom says, George. George. <laughs> question mark, see? Love you, yeah. mom. I'm just joking. I know you didn't uh, talk about Louisville versus Clemson yeah, today. Don't lie about me. things my mother says. That was a joke. She doesn't. Mom, bet on Louisville plus three points. I disagree with that. But we'll get to that one also. This is my favorite game of the weekend. I know Louisville-Clemson is supposed to be my favorite game. But I don't know why, but I like this SEC matchup. On CBS. Two teams of two teams that are supposed to be – we're supposed to be good and we're kind of shitty week one. You know, Tennessee did play a better second half in one. That's great. They give up 600 yards to Georgia Tech. I know. So – and their coach has been on the hot seat, right? And it's just – I'm getting very – um. It's just like one of those games of like who's the team that's actually going to show their worst. Right. And this is a team. I mean, Jim McElwain before the season was plus 2,500 to be the first coach fired in the SEC. This morning, he's plus 1,000. They have seven players suspended. This game is, is it's at Florida. They must win this game. If they lose this game, Florida goes 0-2. And people will be calling for Jim McElwain's job unjustifiably. I think it's justifiable. You know okay. why? Why? He was supposed to be an offensive guru, right? right? In the NFL, this is the difference I have now. With Bill O'Brien, I said I don't blame him mm-hmm. because you don't always figure out the way your draft pick works. You don't always get to pick your player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes players come, make it to the league, take the money. True. A Brock Osweiler, he was – I don't care what anyone says. He was better in Denver. He was obviously trying harder or something. I know he didn't have the talent, but he obviously was doing something a little more in Denver to not be as horrible as he was. Correct. In college, if you're supposed to be an offensive guru, I don't care where, what school you're at, whatever. He's at Florida. He should have been able to recruit to me. The, the biggest problem with this Florida team the last couple of years, their quarterbacks have been awful, and their offense has been just completely atro- – when you watch Florida's offense the last two or three years, it's, been it's gross. Like embarrassing to watch. Right. It's like I'm like, this is a horrible college football team offensively. So I don't – you see this guy is supposed to be an offensive guru, and he can't even figure it out. I think it's fine if he gets fired. But but that being said, Florida, the, just like the, the what I said about uh, Sumlin over in Texas, it's not like Florida's going to be the easiest state to recruit in, just in this sense. It's a school that has some good names to it, you know, easier to... Um, I see what you're saying. You're saying that there's a lot of competition to recruit. Yes. There's a lot of good players in Florida. That's why okay, I, yes. There's a lot of good like, players in Florida, and Florida has a good name. But you also have the University of Miami on the come up. Florida, Florida State's State. been a better program than you right now. Now, maybe if one of those schools have a horrible year in the next coming years, you'll scoop mm-hmm. some of those recruits. But you also look at the state of Florida. Right here in the south, you also have Georgia, and you have Louisiana. They're you all Alabama. You got all in the south. And then even just moving closer there, that's why I had no problem with Sumlin. You have uh, Texas, all in the southern region. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy. As big of a name as Florida is, it's not that easy to always get the top recruits, especially when Alabama scooping up everybody left and right, LSU scooping up everybody, mm-hmm. in Florida State scooping up every, in Miami just got the best recruiting class. Right. If I'm in Florida, as much as you know me, like my dream was to play for the Gators basketball one day. That's because I was naive. And I, right they now, they two national this, champions. What? So they've been the best. School, they've been the best 
school in the whole entire country since 2000 in all sports. Oh, yeah. They won a baseball championship. They've, they've won, won football. They've won two football they've championships. Two basketball. And, and two basketball. But if I'm at my age right now and somebody says you can play for the University of Miami in Miami or go to Gainesville and play, play for the Gators. play at the Swamp. You play I, in Miami. I would choose Miami in not even a heart. Just in like, I'd be like, you know what? Either way, we're probably not winning a national championship either place I go. Unless yeah. we get... Miami is both, both of them could, could become but a national not, Neither one's like... It's not like I'm picking between Alabama and Miami. Right. Because like Alabama, you know you have well, a... Alabama's there now. They're ready now. Yes, they're ready yeah. now. So... I'm interested in, I would be like, let's go to Miami. So I don't blame McElveen completely, but at the same time, you're supposed to be an offensive guru. The worst part of your team every year has been the offense. Mm -hmm. So in college, you're the one recruiting. It's like you're going and getting players. So where do you let somebody off in that case? Right. And it's only his third year, and they won the SEC East two years in a row. And he's had the same record as Jim Harbaugh going into this season. What do you say that? I know. Jim Harbaugh. How, how do you say it? Harbaugh. It's Harbra. Harba. But, the, but I think it's pronounced Harbra. Well, I think. It, I mean, I would assume if it was pronounced Harbra, there'd be another R. But it's H-A-R-B-A-U-G-H. So Harba, not Harbara. Harbra. Harba. Harba. There you go. I like Harbra. Jim Harbra. Adding letters. I'm going to ask him. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on the show. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for that game. But the game I'm actually saying I'm excited for is that LSU at uh, Mississippi State. LSU is eight and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, Ed, an another coach, I can't pronounce his name, and I don't think you can either. Ordegon. It's Ordejohn. Ed Ordejohn. Yeah, is um, historically in his career as a head coach. I, is not the way I said it was correct. Sorry. Ed or. Jaron. Or Jaron. There you go. That's what I said the first time. Or Jaron. Or Jaron. And you said Orgagon. Or Jagon. O R G E R O N. Or Jaron. Or Jagon. Or Jaron. Or Jaron. Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron uh, has never been good on the road in his career. When he was at Mississippi, he wasn't good on, on the road. When he was the interim coach at USC, he wasn't good on the road. So now at LSU, I think they have they have a top like fifteen talent in the whole country, maybe even top ten. They're one of the only teams in the country that, other than Alabama and Texas A and M, that's had three top ten recruiting classes in the last four years. So I want to see if Ed Orgeron is going to be good enough of a coach to go win on the road in the SEC. They're an eight and a half point favorite at Mississippi State. I'm just I'm wondering is this team for real? I think they have the talent, but is the coaching staff going to have them prepared for a road game? That's the game. Yeah, I'm I, I just for. don't know if I trust him. That's yet. what I'm saying. Yeah, I right? don't know yet. And here's the tough part about these college football matchups: we look at these teams and we're like, okay, LSU's so good this year; they got approved so much, right? Mm -hmm. They beat Chattanooga and some other and BYU. And BYU also lost last week, I think, to some team. Or yeah. two no, no, yeah, trash. Yeah. And then you, Mississippi State played Louisiana Tech and um, Charleston South Buccaneers. So, hey, uh, the, the Charleston South Buccaneers have had a they, – they run a very, very tight program, okay? Yeah. Their quarterback went three for eight with 15 yards against Mississippi the, They're State. run heavy. The running back went seven carries, 18 yards. Well, how many, how many yards did they have? <laughs> how many plays did they have? They lost 49 to nothing. Actually, this is interesting. 
Mississippi State against <laughs> what the hell? They had they went three for eight with fifteen yards, yeah. no touchdowns, no picks. That's good. That's good. Um, so there's fifteen. Rushing, they had thirty nine rushes for eighteen yards. Okay. So they averaged half a carry, hey, half a yard per carry. The, you know what? They're pretty stubborn with the run, though. They're like, it's gonna open up eventually. And then they had um, fifteen receiving yards. So the total. I'll tell you that in a second, but get this. Their average for the team, mm-hmm. average, they had like eight people run the ball. Their average in runs were one carry on average per person for minus 25 yards and Excuse me? zero touchdowns. The av- team average was a carry per person at minus, minus tw- 25 yards. <laughs> okay. They- so their team stats, oh, wow. They had two first downs, total yards, 33 to Mississippi State's 555. Why would you even play this game? That's bad, dude. That's pretty bad. And the bad. time of possession was pretty normal, 27 to 32. Well, yeah, they ran the ball like 39 times. They probably waited till the play clock was down at one. What was the final score? 49 nothing. All right. Good job, um, Mississippi State schedulers yeah. on scheduling the worst possible game ever, 38. Yeah, that's worse than like more. That's worse than a lot we've seen. Is before. it worse than Chattanooga? What was the score in the Chattanooga? Chattanooga Ch- Ch- I guarantee it's worse than Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Chattanooga plays usually ends up playing. I feel like two or three. Uh, yeah, well, top ranked. What's teams up with here. Chattanooga always playing ranked teams? They're smart. They scored ten points. It was forty-five to ten. Ch- look at. I mean, Chattanooga. Just to compare about how bad Charleston. I don't know. Nobody cares. Probably, the Buccaneers. But, yeah. Um, we're talking Chattanooga to LSU. I'm twelve to twenty-two first downs, yeah. two hundred forty-two yards to four hundred and fifty-four. Okay. Um, so it's, at least it was a semi-competent team. Yeah, but uh, it's fun. Like I never thought we'd be talking about the South Charleston Buccaneers on this show. So, and lastly, we got two minutes left, Sammy. There's Texas USC. USC's minus fifteen and a half. Um, like Texas in the points. But I like USC to win the game. I guess. What's the points again? 15 and a half. <laughs> That's so tough because, man, Texas has looked bad. But it's new. It's a new coaching area. It was the first game. And then LSU. I mean, sorry, USC. They're supposed to be so amazing. And I'm like, okay, they're actually pretty good. But then again, Sam Darnold threw two picks against Western Michigan. Two picks against... Stanford, right? It, like, is he going to turn the ball over against the Texas team? Texas has the talent and the athletes, right? You know that. Um, and Thomas Bright said it's like Sammy versus me in one on one, except bumble. for he knows he'd lose. That's why he hasn't played me. I know he knows he'd lose. I don't think he'd lose. He has me and you advantage. versus Thomas versus Danny, we'd win for sure. No, I don't. Competitive think so. edge. The, the height, the height advantage. Would I don't be. care. Hit the weight room. I have. I've hit the weight room. Look at my arms on camera. Pretty big, so I've, so I've giant. But anyway, let's uh, we, we got thirty seconds left, and we got I got a lot of prep for my show. So that being said, it's been brought to you by mybookie.ag, right? Do you have anything to say? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading. Uh, Thomas is laughing. This has been brought to you by mybookie.ag, the only place we like to bet. Great mobile betting site. Forty-eight hour payouts, which is the fastest in the industry. Use promo code SANT. On your first deposit to receive 100% cashback bonus. And we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sun Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Uh, thank you for watching on Facebook.com slash Sun Live and Twitter, which is Periscope.com slash Sun Live. Sammy Baby is what Thomas says. He's pissed. No, I'm not pissed. I know that. I'm pissed that George 
is doubting me and him versus you and Danny because I think we'd win. So Danny, find us on Danny. iTunes. It's called Sound. the Rope Dope. The Rope Dope. We tr- We're we playing tr- when Danny comes to town. Yeah, we try to get them to commit to it and then we beat them. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Please subscribe. Please like. Please share the video. And please have a beautiful Thursday night football viewing experience. Watch George's show at 1030. Watch my show at noon. And then guess what you get to do? You get to go home and watch Thursday night football and watch the Bengals win 26 to 20. Thank you. Stay, Stay cool, America. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.